Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Balance7.com. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, Head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, I don't know if you heard, but apparently, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99. So I'd say it's pretty worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, I think it can work for you too. Hey guys, welcome back to Chief Concerns. We got the full crew in the house tonight where everyone's getting ready for a week one of the preseason games. Um, Eats, great to have you back, buddy. Good to be back, man. Miss you guys. It's been a while. Seems like it's been a couple of months, huh? It does feel like that. <laughs> Yeah, you, got, you look like you got a tan. You got the tan? I, I did just a little bit. You ought to see my feet, dude. They, I guarantee my feet are whiter than Marcus. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, tough, man. My, my, my feet look like milk. They're really, really yeah, warm. same. <laughs> yeah, you got to let take your shoes off, man. Get your toe, get your toes in the in, in the grass and in the dirt a little bit. You know, touch that earth sometime. Nah, I can't do that no more, man. That's for them, uh, them rough houses. <laughs> feet, feet look like they belong to bears, wild animals. <laughs> I'm saying, man, you put it in the grass, might soften it up a little bit. I couldn't, you know, that's sad, though. I couldn't even tell you the last time my feet have been on grass. Wow, really? <laughs> I got shoes on 24-7. I think I sleep in shoes some nights. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big shoes and sock guy myself, so I'm with you. I'm with you, E, on that. Yeah. Hey, so I'll, I don't know why I didn't think of this. I had a question for you guys. Uh, it was based upon the Olympics and like the men's NBA, the run that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why would we're we're taking the best of the best? Obviously, that's what the Olympics is. But in the most most parts, you get a lot of people that uh, under the age of thirty. Um, but at times on the basketball team, and I, I I would assume you would go with soccer. That's where you get a lot of older people at that you know from from pro, pro leagues that 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 play. Um, but we have our you know NBA players. And I, I was wondering, like, you know, we don't we don't use our best players either way. You know, KD is one of our top players. Um, I think Dame Lillard is a top ten. But outside of those two, you know, we don't have our biggest best players out there. No Giannis, no LeBron, no Kawhi, no Steph. Um, would it be best for us as a nation to use our top college players and our top high school players? It gives them the exposure. Plus, I think, you know, we're good enough to compete with with, with a lot of the um, top talent that we got coming out of college. Shoot, no, uh-uh, not at all. Man, we tried that, and we was getting beat. That was a problem. That's why that's we why did? We yeah, yeah. That's, that's why we stopped Man. putting the players back in it. Because, uh Was I'm this before think. the Dream Team? Before the dream team, and then I okay, think so they, look how far back basketball is. No, going. no, 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 no. We, I think we tried after the dream team, too. Uh, no, we didn't. Okay, no, so. because after that, it's been Kobe and LeBron, and yeah, those guys. We haven't had a high school or college team to play out there. Well, well, look at look how the guys struggle. So, you know, they, they have not, so you know, they because they there's no team chemistry that, that we struggle right now to me because everybody's a one on one player. You got great coaches, but you got these players out there that are so, uh, you know, one-on-one dominant to the point where they, they know their skills so well is give me the ball. There's no running plays out there. You might get a couple of, run, you know, screens and mm-hmm. um, plays like that. But for the most part, Vision, they're not drawing plays up out there for those guys. Yeah, I, I think you're still going to run into the same problem, man, with college guys. Because guys, are, you know, coming into the league are one and done. The thing is – you got to realize, so like like you said, Giannis. Giannis will probably play for Greece more than likely, you know, for the Olympics. Same like, you know, uh, 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 what's the name? Hey, Baca. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Like the top players in the NBA from other countries. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is like, you know, why wouldn't we just use the top college players? Shoot, man. We get beat. We get drugged. Trust me. I, hey, look. We, look, we tried that at Formula before and got and got embarrassed. That's why them jokers had to come in like, look, you, you know what? If we're going to represent the USA, we're going to use the best. And, and even now, like you said, we didn't even use the best. We didn't use LeBron, Steph, you know, uh, you know who else? You, you Kawhi. Kawhi. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, Kyrie could have been out there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that, that could have come out there to play and would have whooped everybody. But even – and you would think, you know, with the guys that you put together, even if you play one-on-one, they should have easily handled these guys, and they struggled. They they lost a two, you know, with uh, Nigeria. They lost to France, then Australia. So, I think it's more so the motivation that they don't have. It, it, when it comes down to it, they're not going to lose. I just don't think they're going to lose either way, you know, because we just have way too much talent here in the states, basketball wise. I mean, I, I I would hope so, but you know what I've seen out there on that court. Look, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. You know, he did decent. But thank God for KD. KD was the only one that said, "Look, I don't want. Look, I don't want me a gold. I'm not getting embarrassed out here with these guys like this. I'm, I'm not going to do it." And KD had to take it, you know, upon his own shoulders, you know, because other guys, man, I mean, it was just 
and here's the thing. It was a lot of just bad defense. And I know you see the games, man. It was just bad defense. Guys just weren't playing like they should have. You know, because if you weren't about I get that. that. And I get your point. I get your point what you're saying. Like college guys, now all of a sudden you have somebody who's going to try harder, trying to do these things. And and look, you, you could try it, but I don't know. I don't know if we have time to be embarrassed, to be honest with you. If you're at the top of the world, I don't know. And then it's like most guys want to win a, a, a championship rather than win an Olympic gold medal. So I, and I think it just it, it, it motivates those younger kids, college and high school, to play harder to, to achieve that gold medal or whatever medal that they, that they get. Um, when yet, yes, it is a great feat to go out and, and to, to get a gold medal is supposedly the best of the best, but that's not how the NBA players look at it that way. You know, they'd rather chase that ring than chase that that medal. Well, I mean, that's but that, that goes on to your your you know your uh, resume. Yeah, your resume. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, that's that's, that's part of. Yeah, man. Look, hey, if I'm looking at my resume and I'm being considered for like whatever Hall of Fame, whatever, shoot, the more accolades I can get, the better off I'm gonna be. And so when you're looking at some of these guys that that you know who are young, who don't quite have that experience, and, and look, you get and here's the reality: the world has caught up. To bat in basketball to the United States in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're not at our, at our peak performance, like the top guys, but JD. as far as college and high school, they, they, they've caught, they, they caught up, man. We had JaVale McGee on the Olympic team. JaVale McGee is not an all-star player. <laughs> and Kelvin Johnson, too. Yeah. <laughs> is, any, is any one of them guys better than college guys and high school guys? That's the question. That's, that's what we're looking that. at, right? I mean, I, I would say they will. Ja- JaVale McGee goes against somebody in college, he's, he's, he should win. He should beat them. If not, you need to kick him to the curb. He shouldn't be in the NBA anymore, right? You got Bam in there. Bam getting beat. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it wasn't like just JaVale McGee. He, he's, you know, Bam was getting his, his butt kicked. So oh, Okay. So, to prove, get, to, get on your point. Coming out of high school, they would have taken, I guarantee you, a team would take him, have taken um, Zion Williams yeah. over a JaVale McGee. Now, I get your point of JaVale supposed to be better than whoever's coming out of college or high school. But you look at those top-tier players that, are, that, that have come out. Look at the top five picks, or I can go top ten picks. Which one of those top five, ten picks would, would you give up over JaVale McGee? Shoot, none. I mean, I'm, I'm putting Zion on. I, Zion should have been on. Uh, to me, he should have been on the Olympic team. But I, I, but that should have been that's yeah, that's that's right. a whole bunch of guys but, that should have been on there. Yeah, but but then you start looking, you know, to say because look, and here's the here's the reality: it's still that culture. You still look, the guys are being pushed to be individuals. Look, in AAU, you know, look, my son, I don't play it, man. It's, it's it's gotten to the point where everybody is just selfish. It's about them. That's just part of what basketball is right now. So well, because now you got to look at it now because everybody's a brand themselves now. Absolutely, this little nil thing. Everybody's a, it's a self brand. So right. I guess so, that. Yeah. So so how are you gonna get a guy to play a team ball if he ain't trying to get his brand on the biggest stage? You know, in because the world. that's the biggest stage there is. You're going for an Olympic medal. Yeah. So he gonna be out there trying to ball himself. He he trying to take everybody one on one to the to the hoop. I would. Sure, I'm trying to score forty. Hey, I ain't worried about somebody else trying to score twenty. Or, or get a, a pass. I want people talking about me. If I get my brand out there, hey, you see what Jason Dunn did in the Olympics? He was killing them, right? That's a hey, for for a young man, a young man. Yes. Now, but you when you're the that, best of the best, isn't that what you're supposed to do? What's that? 
if you're the best of the best, I'm, I'm my assumption is that's what you're supposed to do. That's what these guys are doing in this in the Olympics this year, right? And you just you just said that they was kind of wrong for because they that's what they were doing. But JD, you gotta look at it this way too. Now you have played pro sports. You know how big name guys are when it comes to coaching. They take it, but they also kind of do their own things with some of the things that they do. But they can get away with a lot of stuff. But let me ask you this. Would you say football and basketball is two different sports in itself as far as team team play, right? We, we, How we, much we, coaching do you think that Krzyzewski and Popovich did when they had Kobe Bryant and, and LeBron and all those guys out there? All it was was just yelling. You didn't have to tell those guys a whole lot of nothing. Right, right. Kobe and them, they, you know, they coaching them guys up themselves. But exactly. you so that's my point, though. That's what it get. That's what it comes to with, the, with a lot of the NBA guys. Right. I'm just saying, like in, in the league, NFL, like with professionals. Well, I guess I'm just comparing that. You know, guys got to be on the team on the team game. Like like To asking for the ball. Like, look, man, To look. If you ain't open, you ain't open. We ain't forcing the ball to you. But look, there's four other guys out here that catch the football besides you, right? And we're gonna feed you. We're gonna do that. But, but it happens. It, it does. Well, I look. I. <laughs> Trust me, and you, you've heard we got guys like that, right? And you see guys what happens when guys are individuals, kind of like in the league. What happens? You know what I'm saying? You get a, you know, you you're you're, you're being uh, castrated because you are that individual trying to be more than a team sport. Because you know, you being an individual in, in football ain't gonna work, man. You ain't gonna win the Super Bowl by yourself. I don't care what no. you do. Pat ain't gonna be able to do it by himself. Tyreek can't do it by himself. I don't care who it is out there. They can't do it by themselves. I so, get that. Yeah. So I'm going to say NBA, if, if individuals like KD took it upon his shoulders, KD, thank God, because he because he, he has a skill set to shoot and do what he needed to do, he was realizing that everybody else out here wasn't on the caliber he was. And he's like, look, I got a duty uh, and a responsibility for the United States and for me to win this gold. He had to do it. Ain't, ain't no doubt about it, you know. You ain't gonna take Devin Booker over some of the guys that's coming out, like some of these young guys. I would all day. Most most of those guys on that that we had on the team, I'm taking probably the top ten of those guys over any of the college guys that we had come out. Oh, easy. Yeah. So I, I ain't gonna talk about Javale McGee. <laughs> you know that joke is sit back and drink water. On <laughs> let him sit back and drink water on the clipboard. We ain't gonna talk about you. Let's talk about the top ten we got. Well, the Just saying, but we did we did a whole lot on this. So let's move on to the yeah yeah the, to the Chiefs' concerns. Hey, the they they did say though with the the reason why a lot of guys opted out is because the shortened off season last year. A lot of guys kind of wanted to have the full off season this year as much as they could, and that's why some of the guys didn't uh, do uh, didn't play in the in, on the USA team. And then also, this is one thing that you know, last thing before we move on is. I feel like the rest were kind of letting these guys play. And a lot of these NBA players, especially our team, we're kind of – we're used to getting these foul calls and going to the free throw line and making points that way. Whereas these international balls, they're kind of letting these guys play, which I did notice that I kind of like the rest were letting them play, which, yeah. you know, maybe says a little bit about what the way the game is going on in the NBA is that, you know, and they, they, are, they said they're going to they're gonna look at those kind of – those ticky-tack fouls when it comes to Trey Young and those kind of things that um, th this year in this offseason. So hopefully we kind of go towards this international kind of brand of playing and letting the guys play. So yeah, hopefully that goes that way. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So 
it's, it's week one of preseason football for the, the Chiefs here. And, uh, and so we're going to get into uh, some of the questions here uh, based on based on that. But first, um, so first concern tonight. Uh, so in an article published this week by The Ringer, uh, Patrick Mahomes says he's watched Super Bowl plenty this offseason. Um, and one of the quotes that kind of stands out in, in terms of what the way he says he can improve this season is, Quote, I kind of get back to that backyard style of football a little bit too much. And you could definitely see that in the Super Bowl. I mean, there were times the pockets were clean and I was still scrambling. Now, nobody seriously thinks he was the reason why we lost the Super Bowl. But hearing him say stuff like that after a whole offseason to watch the Super Bowl and kind of improve his game, what does that tell you about Pat and going into this upcoming season? I mean, for me, it just tells me the, the things that I've already known. You know, he's a selfless guy. Um, you know, he's not one to sit there and point the finger at. Uh, the offensive line for missing a block, a receiver for dropping a pass, um, you know, uh, a tight end running a wrong route, uh, the running back misdirection and not picking up a, a block coming in. So um, he's there to, to, to make sure that he is a team leader. And for him to be in that position, you know, they put their all – Trusting him right now, the, the bank is already on his, in his backpack. So uh, for him to go out and to sit there and critique whatever he saw, that wouldn't be like we were talking about earlier, team ball. You don't sit there and do that. You sit there and put, pick out the things that you did uh, during the game. And even though we didn't think he played bad or had any mistakes, you know, when you're trying to get out of pocket, you know, we we're all in awe because Patrick is always doing amazing things. And even during that, that game, he made some amazing throws and some of those catches that, you know, probably didn't um, accumulate to what we, that they've been over the years, but um, yeah, there's, it's not for him to sit there and criticize or critique others uh, when, when you're being asked those kind of questions. You know, if you ask me about the guys that I played with, you know, I can only talk about myself. You know, I, I can't tell you what a, 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 the other guys did or why they did what they did or to sit there and put my teammates down because something happened to one individual or maybe somebody in the, uh, you know, the front seven. So, you know, that's, 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 that's not team ball. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree 100% with where he took the entire conversation. Yeah. I, uh, uh, first off, let me say it, Marcus, that hat you got on is fire. It, it's absolute fire, brother. Thanks, I, I, I need to know where you get it from. You got to <laughs> tell me after this for real. Uh, yeah. But I think, you know, reflection of the game, you know, that's that's you always going to do that. And so he knows it's like once we go on film, we start looking at, you know, our play. You start looking at what you could have did better. Right. Start looking at things that you could have improved on. Or I'm, I'm sure he's looking at passes he could have made guys that was open at a time that he probably could have got the ball to where he felt like he didn't have to scramble. Yeah. So that's just that's just taking responsibility for, you know, his play. Like he said, you know, you got to take responsibility for your play. Don't point the finger to somebody else. Talk about the things that you did or didn't do. And so I think it's, it's just a, a mark of a winner. You know, somebody who wants to be successful, who's trying to be the best. Um, you know, so you got to critique him. That's a good thing. Uh, so him, him saying that is a, a total evaluation of – what he did in the Super Bowl, but also to the entire year. And the reality is, you know, when you live and die by the past and the whole year you was just torching people and our offense was just torching people on the past, sometimes what you end up doing is leaning on it a little bit too much, right? So 
they end up doing that as opposed to like the running game. I know several people was out like, man, how can they run into football? How come they didn't do this? Well, because we live and die by the pass. We are past first offense. That's what we do. And we're great and, and, and we're the best at it. So I know he would just sit there and say like, look, you know what? Let me improve my game. Let me improve the entire game. Help everybody else understand their role in this as well. So, I mean, that's good for him to do. That's good for him to do. Yeah. Now, off, you know, offensively, you know, offensive line, we're in a bet, better shape. Uh, him having a better handle. I think now when you see him at camp, he's got great rapport with the guys, even the new guys coming in. And part of, like, being that that professional guy is helping other guys learn what you need to do to win the game at all costs, right? So that just goes into it. So, yeah, no, nah, I mean, hats off to him, man. It's it, it just, you know, self-reflection is, is, is good yeah. for every one of us. Yeah, and I got to give him credit for being able to watch that game as much as he probably has this offseason because, you know, as a, as a fan, I can't, I can't <laughs> watch that game. I, I've watched it once, and I've seen clips here and there since, and I, I can't watch it again. I can't bring myself to do it. So I give him a lot of credit for being able to do that. Um, but And also, I guess one thing that, you know, Part of it, part of Patrick Mahomes' charm, obviously, he's he's a badass and he's one of the best in to me, he's the best in the league. But part of his charm is the whole backyard football style that he does bring to the NFL. For him saying, for him to say, you know, like I, I bring myself to do that instead of you know just in a, in, a, in, a, in a clean pocket, you know, stepping up and actually making a throw. You know, I, I find myself to do the backyard style. I mean, that's part of his charm, though, man. That could, you know, it he, is. So, I mean, when he says that, I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't want him to lose that, you know, lose that kind of, you know, that, that kind of charm he brings to the table. I don't want him to do, I don't want him to get rid of that, you know. I, I don't think you will. Patrick's Patrick. You know, yeah. I've seen on Instagram and uh, social media, other social media outlets, you know, he's out at, at, at training camp making the same passes. You know, he, he's not doing a lot more, a lot of the scrambling per se, but he, he's making a lot of the passes, whether it's a no look, you know, the sidearm. Uh, but, you know, he, he's going to be, he's got to be himself. Because as you said, that's him. That's 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 what uh, basically took us to the big dance and wanted for us. So there's no there's no reason for him to get away from who he is. Uh, yes, you're gonna always find things that you can that you can correct or fix. Um, and I think that's basically what he's he's kind of nitpicking at. Yeah, uh, you know, Ben will say like there's a method to you know the madness, right? And so like he was talking about like the scrambling around part. But we don't want him running around with the football that much, you know, trying to make a play. I mean, because, you know, he's the franchise. And so you start putting yourself in a position, maybe to possibly getting hurt or maybe trying to extend a play when you don't need to, and throw the ball out of bounds, right? Shoot, we line up. Shoot, let the defense go ahead and play. Shoot, and we'll, we'll just set it back up. Stack them no, down. No, don't throw it out of bounds. He's been known to make big plays on the run, so. Well, you, no, no. Throw yeah, it down look, the field. <laughs> right, right. Look, look, don't, don't take away from what you do, right? But also, too, yeah. like, he, he's just saying, you know, Maybe, and he knows this himself, right? We, we, could, we can all just, you know, critique it and say, but he knows himself, like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I know I should have did this with it. I know that. And I was thinking that, but I didn't do it because I was trying to extend the play. So, that, look, that's, yeah, look, yeah, I want him to play for as long as he can without any type of injuries, but he don't need to. But yeah, also, so my, my, my whole thing with Patrick doing anything, it, it, scramble all you want to. Just avoid the big hits. Right. Avoid right. the hits. Yeah. If you want to force it down the field with the, with the immaculate, crazy, amazing plays that you've been doing, continue doing it. Just avoid the big hit. And, and then he, he came in the game, but he was a little banged up when he, his ankle. So, you know, I, I know sometimes when, like, you, you in a game like that, you're trying to make a play, you're trying to make something happen. 
And, you know, maybe sometimes when you try too hard, you're doing too much and you're taking, you know, the whole everybody else side of it. And you're thinking, look, I got to rely on my teammates, too. But to let them understand, like, look, just not me backyard football. But, hey, you know, Tyreek, hey, why don't you come back? Why don't you filter here? Right. Like we we need to start getting on to, you know, a, 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 a better understanding about the game, right? They say being an intelligent football player. So he, he's bringing all that intelligence and getting intelligence out of everybody else. Yeah. Yes, I mean, you know, I, I, honestly, I seeing what he said and, you know, being able to watch that game and, you know, kind of t- takeaways from it, I think uh, we might have uh, – and with this, with this old line he's going to have this year, I think we might have, uh, you know, I think his stats might, you know uh, – outtake his uh what he had his MVP season. So well, hopefully uh hopefully when he matures the stats will grow as well and another game to do it. So I'm I'm looking forward to what he what he can do this year. Um yeah, I'm just looking forward to Pat being Pat. I, I mean I don't care if he goes for more stats than he's done as long as he you know gets us to the promise. Well do what he's doing. I, you know just, just continue being Patrick Mahomes. We love, we love the backyard style, so continue doing your thing, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, so, so the next concern, you know, obviously this is something that every fan base is watching their team's training camp. Everyone's, you know, commenting on the one-on-one drills, whether it be a receiver, a cornerback, or, you know, the O-line, D-line. And so this is something I want to get your guys' opinion on. Just I've seen beat writers talking about it, specifically when it comes to one-on-ones with the O-line and the D-line. Uh, some beat writers from all types of fan bases have been saying – that you really can't take anything away from the one-on-one drills when it comes to the O-line and D-line because it clearly benefits the defensive line. What are your guys' takes on that? Now, I've seen some of the best O-linemen, and I'm, I guarantee you Jason can admit that because he lined up against on the side of um, it does not benefit the defensive line. You know, I've seen Willie Rowe from Will Shields just completely, you know, take guys out on a daily basis. Uh, no matter who it was, whether you had the speed to try to get around them or you try to bull uh, – where was the, the bull rush? Bull rush, yeah. Those guys are too skilled at what they do, and so they they've seen it all, they know it all, and they know how to uh, to, to play against it all. So I don't think it benefits the defensive guy. Yes, it, it's going to benefit us if it's Chris Jones because he's probably better than most of the guys that we have on our offensive line. But for the most part, it's, it's going to benefit the best player, you know, because it's you up against this guy one on one, and if you're the best player. Uh, of the mo- the majority of the reps, you should have the, the the better the better day when it comes to the end of it. Spoken like a true defensive player, <laughs> true defensive player right there. Don't, don't hey man, don't. I just gave you all offensive line credit. You did. Hey, I appreciate it. Listen, okay, so so one on ones, right? And, and look, and, and and he is absolutely right. Look, Will Shields, Willie Rofe are wearing guys out. Okay, and. The guys, defense line is always lined up offside. They always lined up offside. I don't, I don't care what you say. Practically, they in the zone. You know, they're getting off before the guys are, are, are coming off the football. And then what happens is where, you know, at least in the game, you you have the, 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 the guard right beside you to take up some of that space. But then you had to just go out on the island on your own each time. That's a little tough. Sometimes it's just a little chip with somebody to help you with. But. Look, one-on-ones are one-on-ones, man. It's just competition. He, he, he knows that. Like you said, the DBs, they know. They're going to hold. I know he held guys, I'm sure, in one-on-ones. Didn't he? Look at him laughing. Look, look. <laughs> hey, hey, it's all part of it. Like, and we, I was a big corner, so I was one of the physical ones. I mean, I don't I, 
if I get within my five yards, it's gonna yeah. be hard. It's gonna be. I'm gonna give you hell in that five yards. Right, right. See, and, and part of the problem is this: the guys out there that's running the drill aren't re aren't referees, right? It's either the D line coach or O line coach. So, it, it sometimes it, it varies. It varies who, who's actually winning in that. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a lot of. Well, I'll say this: I won't put a lot of stock in it because I know I don't know one guy who hasn't gotten beat. There's no guy that's been 100. percent Guys just gonna get beat in practice sometimes. That's just that's just what it is. I mean, these guys on the other side get paid too. And so if he ain't beating you, you need to evaluate the guy that you're going against. Yeah. Maybe you don't need to be out there on Sunday. So he might not be need to be considered for the 53-man roster. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how it is. But if a guy's getting beat consistently on the offensive line, yeah, you need to evaluate that. And coaches are looking. But that's the time for guys to start, you know, working on your individual things, your techniques, your steps, your timing in your head, right, your hands. And so the same thing, like, you know, as, as a tight end, if I'm running routes – you know, I got to know when I can push off and when I can make it look good. I, I need to work on my move to get out of the break, how I can set a guy up. You know, so all those things are worked on a one-on-one. -on -one. Am I going to get beat? Sure. It's going to happen sometimes. Uh, but a guy that's, that's that's starting, if he's getting beat all the time, then you might have a problem. Now you need to evaluate it more. But if a guy gets beat, you know, every once in a while, not a big deal. I ain't no, Don't put no stake into it. None whatsoever. He's just getting himself better before he knows the game. And he knows in the game he might have a little bit of help. So that's it. No big no. deal. He, yeah. uh, he said, he, he, I just started laughing. <laughs> See, they say, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just physical. I'm, I'm a physical corner. I'm physical. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt that little tug on my, on my, on my jersey, too. My no, I, I, don't, I won't give a tug. Okay. That ain't me. <laughs> you know, I'm a line of scrimmage guy. No, okay. All right. Well, good. Good. That's how I heard my back, man. Somebody tugged me, D. I was coming out of break. Uh, I, I can imagine. Uh, oh, oh, man. Now, was you hold more stock in one-on-ones when it when, when it comes to receiver cornerback more so than D-line, O-line? No, it's all the same. You know, same. you're at a disadvantage when you're out there one-on-one -on -one just because, for one, there's no pressure on the quarterback. Right. You know, guys can, you know, make extra moves and, you know, the quarterback's going to wait until you're open. So, um I mean, but heck, just like JD said, it, you know, you both gonna lose at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those extra moves, I see dudes like that wide receivers running a good route. Well, they 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 ran took five six seconds trying to run the route. Man, I've I've been seeing a lot of that on like social media. Guys are running like triple moves. Like that that is not allowed in, in the NFL. No, it's and not. And y'all out there, you know, you're out there jumping around excited because you made a, a a move over here, a move over there, and then another move, and you got the ball. Like, no, that's right. not a route. No, no. There's it, nine routes. There's a route tree that consists of nine routes. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell you in your head as an offensive lineman when you're blocking, because I did a whole lot of blocking, trust me. Hey, it, the, the clock in your head, four seconds. Give the quarterback at least four to five seconds. You have to give that for the ball to get out of his hand, period. So it's yep. the ball, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. Ball's got to be gone, right? So if a guy's sitting over there like this at the line of scrimmage doing it, he Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he over there like the Flintstones trying to get started. <laughs> yeah, ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, that's why that 7 on 7 drills, they have like that little orange cone in the middle. As soon as you take the ball off, it has like, the five-second clock. So yeah. the quarterback's still in the ball. The ball's still in the quarterback's hands. It's, you know, it's a sack, so. Yeah. yeah, but there's still no no there's not no pressure in the quarterback's face, so it's just a 
you know, it's 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 mostly a disadvantage for the for the defense. Yeah, yeah. Pat Pat's dropping back, man, with five seconds. Breeze going through his hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's good. He can, he can have a sip of water if he wanted to. <laughs> but a lot a lot of the the one on ones that I've seen from uh, Chris Jones and or our O lineman in general. I mean, Chris Jones has been pretty good. Has been given it to our O lineman. He, he, I mean, he looks. Hey. Marcus, he's one of the top three best interior linemen. He's close to. Yeah. And uh, the dead truck came out, has him listed as a DN, which I, I, I thought that was pretty. Uh, you know, we, we talked about that during the offseason. JD said earlier on the offseason that uh, if he's listed as a DN, he might have to renegotiate that contract that going forward. That's right. She's All, right. All right. So, our next concern uh, Saturday, our guys are going to be traveling to San Francisco, a rematch this Super Bowl two years ago. Um, now, with the first preseason game, what are you kind of looking at? As far as players, what are you looking at the, the kind of keying in on in this first preseason game? And what are coaches generally looking at uh, when it comes to the, the first preseason game? Because, you know, the Stars only get one quarter, so. What yeah, it, it'll be pretty basic for the starters. So, I don't think anybody out there is going to go 100 miles an hour full tilt uh, at starters. And it's mostly preseason games are, you know, to get your feet wet and to have the younger guys have a chance to, uh, make a name for themselves and, and get a start, get a start job. Uh, well, not a start job, but a, a, a place on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's uh, practice squad or, you know, you're trying to compete uh, with somebody else at, at a starting position. So it's, it's, it's just for the, for the young guys. Yeah, that's, that's it pretty much. I mean, that's just an evaluation, you know, the, on the 53 man roster, right? <clears throat> is this guy going to play special teams? You know, is he going to be the, the fourth and fifth receiver? You know, how is it going to work into his, uh, is it going to travel? So, like, every, everything he said, man, it's just evaluation. the young guys. Guys that come in, like I said, it, it, they'll come in maybe one or two series at the most. It's going to be real basic. You know, ain't going to be a whole lot of your plays that you run. You ain't showing too much. You know, so you, you just want guys to get, they, like you said, get their feet wet. Uh, just kind of introduce them to the game. You're going to see these young guys come out there. It's awesome. That's what they want to see. They want to see the young guys compete. All right? Yeah. How hungry are you to come out here to play in an NFL game? You know, are you ready? So it's, it's pretty much, yeah, that, that younger evaluation that you're doing. You know, older guy, you just you just trying to, you know, shore some things up, you know, a little, little tweak here and there, just like, okay, you know, we just kind of work on it, but basic. Now, okay, so what about the guys, like I said, you, you, have the, you have the ones, but then you got guys like, for example, in our situation, our number two receiver is kind of up in the air right now. It's between Demarcus Robinson and McCall Hardman, which you'll probably see those guys running with the Chad Henney group and the, the following from after that. With those guys, are you going? Are you going 100 miles per hour, or are you still kind of in a walkthrough mode? I don't think it's this, this not a walkthrough mode. Uh, this what it isn't a game mode because you can't risk an injury. Uh, you know, trying to go out there and play a preseason game. You know, especially if you're in a in a, in a role that's uh, as a starter. And so it, it's it's not a practice mode. It's not a it's not a walkthrough mode. It's almost I mean, hell. I could just call it just preseason mode basically because right. it's, it's it's not you know the real bullets out there flying uh-huh. um, but you you are trying to make an impact at, at the position that you're you know you're striving for and, and you are um, you know trying to prove that you know your playbook you you, uh, you know the game you understand your role but if you you can't go out there and make the plays with all that then during these preseason games and yeah your evaluations, you know, they're just checking things off as you go. 
Yeah, and, and you know, I know you mentioned Nicole Harden, but I, I don't think he's going to be out there that long either, just because it's going to be evaluated more like the the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth guys as far as receiver, because they they're not going to be playing with Chad Henney. They, they're just not, and so there it would be no advantage of a go hard and being out there with Chad Henney when he's not going to be throwing the football to him during the year. So you're probably your top four guys that you know. It's like okay, we're going to give you limited reps. You know, the very next preseason game, they might get a little bit more. You know, put those guys in there. But now the very first one, yeah, you're looking for maybe the sixth and the fifth guy getting some more work than everybody else. Uh, like he said, man, you don't want anybody to get injured right now because look, there's going to be some heroes trying to be trying to make the roster. You know, uh-huh. going down, hitting your knees. I mean, it's just it just happens like that. And so you, you want to be able to take those guys uh, every chance that you get. And so Nicole might want to go out there and play more. Hey, man, come sit down. Have a seat. No, you're done. Hey, come have a seat. You are done. That's it. Next week, week after that, okay, we'll let you play a little bit more. But right now, the first yeah. one, no, uh-uh. Let these young guys get it. These young guys right here, they trying to make the roster. They trying to be here in Kansas City. You got a spot. You got a house, right? So you're good. Sit back. Under uh, Coach Vermeil, um, I don't, I don't remember this thing, uh, that well. Would you, would you guys play like a, one series in your first preseason game, or would it be the full first quarter? I don't know. It just depends. You know, they they have it to where like you you, you gradually each week each week you build up uh, more and more plays uh, to try to get you a, a acclimated for the season. You know, you want to get those you know legs up under you. You want to have that you know that that. And breathing right, that you can go out there and run four snaps in a row and not be blended and have somebody to come out there and, you know, take you out. So you're just gradually building up, you know, reps to get you prepared for that first preseason game going into the season. So, uh, I mean, it's just a matter of how the coach feels and what he wants to, you know, give his starters. Right. And, and, and they told us, they always told us before the game started, how many reps you're getting, you know, when you're coming out. Yeah, dude, you get pissed because you always want to play boards. Like, <laughs> I know it. That, yeah, I know it. That's what I was always saying, man. You know, we, we just competitors. But that, that's, yeah. like, like I said, hey, come and sit your butt down. Have a seat, man. You done. Don't no. You're not going back in. I don't care if you just want to warm up. I don't want you to warm up. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to take for the game. If it yeah. was up to me, I don't even want to play you. So that's what that got. So Vermeer was more so first series, maybe one or two series. That was it. And then second, third tier guys might get a little bit of uh, maybe the second quarter, and you're done at first. At well, I tell you this: if you go out there and they tell you you got one series, and you go out there and stink it up, you might be running out there for a second series. And that's a good chance because they, they, they're gonna they're, they're gonna want to see something positive out of the team. So. Mm-hmm. Now, was there ever a time where you guys remember during your first preseason game, where maybe one of the guys? You know, one of the starter types got hurt in that in that, in that first like kind of preseason game. You're like, oh man, like shoot, like like a bad injury. Do you guys ever remember recall a uh, time like that? I don't recall a a, a starter getting hurt, uh, not in the preseason game. Um, I mean, my memory doesn't. I don't. I don't have the best when it comes to storytelling, like JD. Uh, I just know that for my first, I was in that draft class with Randy Moss. You know, he was the first round pick. And the highlight of uh, the entire Minnesota Vikings team, and uh, he didn't have the best game against me, but I think he caught like a twenty-five yarder. That was like a post corner, and I was in a cover two, and they threw the ball up high, and he went up and got it. 
uh, and a, you know, touchdown in my area. And I, you know, I know I had an interview with Adam Teicher at the end of the game, and I told Adam like, man, I think this is like, you know, my, my last game. Like, I think I'm, you know, probably gonna get cut just because of this touchdown. And Adam was like, man, you know, that's Randy Moss, right? Like, he's gonna he's gonna be a Hall of Famer someday. So no, I don't think they're gonna cut you based off of uh, a twenty yard uh, touchdown. But you played a pretty good game, so. Uh, but I didn't think I'd be placed, especially my rookie year, um, in the mix up to go up against somebody at his caliber. But, you know, they gave me a chance. That was your first preseason game? Yeah. Wow. Dang. But we practice against the Vikings every year out of River Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I would say every year because a couple of times I think we had the Saints that came out there. <laughs> that was a big fight, too. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was my first preseason game there. Did, did you and Randy, y'all came in the same year too, right, E? Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. uh, now, I, shoot, I got hurt preseason when I was in Philly. Uh, and I missed like the first two games, two or three games, hurt my knee. And it was just like one of those things. I was blocking and the defensive end from the opposite side kind of got thrown over. And he just, his helmet ran straight into, directly into my knee. And I hyperextended my knee toward the, the my, uh, PCL in the back uh, and had uh, um, my uh, medial uh, uh, tendon was stretched. And so I, I remember, I remember that every time a guy gets hurt like that or something, I don't care if he just lays down for a second. You hear coaches get that, oh, shit, why is he in there? Why, why you got him in there? Why is he in there, coach? What's he in there for? Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, you know, you never want to have those conversations, those people yelling things out because it's like, that's the question. Like, why is he in here? You don't need to be in here this long. We need him for the season. And so I think they did a great job with that, uh, Coach Ramil. And I know, uh, 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 you know, you know, a lot of the offensive coaches were, were, were big on that. Like, look, man, we don't need you right now. We need you during the season. You know, we need yeah. to score touchdowns and points during that time, you know, so. Yeah, Al Saunders. Al Saunders was real big on that. Yeah. We don't need you right now. We need you during the season. So, yeah. That's that's always a bad feeling. Always a bad feeling. Somebody get hurt during preseason. How long were you in your first preseason game? Oh, man, when I – my rookie year. Rookie year. I played, you know, as a rookie. (laughs) <laughs> okay, they don't get nothing about it, dude. You're, you're hey, you need that. You need an oxygen tank in your right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> JD, get back in there. The best, the best is like JD, get back in there. I'm like, dang, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna play the office series and, and every special team series? Yeah. Yes. 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 So I, I don't care if you get drafted. It's your first year. You are playing. You gonna play, right? So for me, I played. Uh, the first entire half and p- part of the second half. Wow. And it was basically, they want to see what I could do. It was like, yes, we want to see what we could do. Get out of it. And then back then, man, it, you know, it was, it was totally different. It's a totally different time, man. Sure, they had, you know, they, I was getting tattooed in practice, Marcus. I guess one over yeah. the middle. <laughs> tattooed me over, taking my head off. <laughs> wow. Uh, anything specific do you remember from your, uh, your first uh, preseason game, or is it just more just you played a lot that game? I, I, I remember, I, I caught, I remember because I caught end up six balls against Baltimore and, and Ray, me and Ray came in together, Ray Lewis. And so I caught like six passes and I, I just remember 
how good I was just feeling because it, it just everything was just working for me. I was coming at my breaks. Ball was just right there. And I remember, like, toward the end of the game, me and Bobby, Bobby Horn was my quarterback at the time, played at Ohio State. I remember telling Bobby toward the end of the game we had a chance to win it. I told Bobby, I said, Bobby, throw it up. I don't care where you throw that. That's how I felt like Randy Moss at the time. He, I was like, hey, man, throw it up. I don't care where you throw that. I'm going to go get it. All right? So that's how it was. I, I just remember that feeling of just being out there on the field. Like he said, couldn't catch my breath. Uh, I was almost like when you when you uh, look at guys who come over, just like eyes just open. And just <sighs> My coach was like, yo, Jake, just calm down. Get a breath. Relax. And I just remember I was just, I felt like I was just <laughs> – it's like we're in Little League again. Yeah. <laughs> they throw water on my face, just flashing you. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's what I remember, just, just being, like, uh, overwhelmed in a sense. Like, I'm actually here. I'm playing. And, you know, I, I didn't play at a big school like Nebraska. Nebraska, how many y'all have every year eat at, at a game? Every every game. 80,000, maybe? See, look, see, he played in the 80,000. We was getting maybe 25,000, maybe 30 at our, at our game. So you see 80,000, oh, my golly, this is totally different for me. Uh, but I enjoyed every minute of it, man. But, yeah, I, you, you can hear guys' knees shaking coming out of the yeah. – <laughs> coming down the tunnel. <laughs> now, now, with you, with Eric, since you, were, since you were later on in the draft, now, is that, is that a little different when it comes to, like, as far as, you know, being a seventh-round pick? Were you were you guys on the field more than the, like, obviously, the, like the younger, the other other third- or second-round guys? No, I mean, I think Victor Riley was our first-round pick. Um, he got his reps with the ones, and I think he got some extra reps with the twos. Um, and then they pulled him out. Uh, I don't recall. I don't know what, what – I don't know if I was with the ones or not. I just know that. It was a, uh, a couple of series that I had to run up against Randy Moss. And why he was in the game so long, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, when they throw you in there, you don't really care who you're with or who you're going up against. You know, you're trying to make a team. You're trying to earn a check. So you got to go out there and make plays. And, you know, I, I get it what Jason's saying. Like, you, you're dead tired, eyes bug wide. But, you know, you got to try to suck it up and find that energy to get you through the rest of this game because – you know, that, that's a nice income that you're trying to, to, to make. So uh, you want to do whatever it takes and stay on the field for every single rep if you have to. Now, uh, Jason, you said you were kind of nervous from that. I'm sure both of you guys were nervous for your first preseason game. That kind of – the jitters you have for that first uh, preseason game, was that anywhere near the jitters you have for the first regular season game? Or is it more just like that was your first NFL game, no matter regular season or preseason, you were just kind of just like – Nervous. Did it help with your with your regular season game? Man, I had jitters every game I went out there that my my rookie year. I just you know you just had that the, the uh, you know anxiety of just going out there. I think anticipation more so than it was. So it was almost like that. So I I, I, I kid you not, every game that I played, I think my coach had to pull me out for a second so I could catch my breath because it was just it was just like it constantly. So it was just like hey, here, breathe. You know, take it in. And so what we end up doing, uh, which was actually, it was uh, genius, is I would come out and during uh, the preseason, well, uh, the, the, the pre-warm-up, and just kind of run it out of me as much. It just kind of get me tired a little bit to kind of get that nervousness off me a little. And, and, and it helped. It did. It helped out a lot. But those jitters and stuff, man, it, before the game, 
shoot, man, you hear, you know, if, if planes are flying, you coming out, the, the crowd is just soaring. I mean, it's it's that. Yeah, but that's what you're hyped though. So you you, yeah. you you're ready for it then. But it's like when that when that when them them seconds start. Yeah, it's a whole different experience. Oh, it so is. Like for me, mm-hmm. I was not even on special teams when I became a starter. But I would run down on the kickoff team every game. The first kickoff, that was it. The first kickoff, I went out, I ran down to play safety because I had to get myself into it. Mm-hmm. And for the first play when we lined up, every single game, E. Hicks will tell you, every single game, we would headbutt each other. <laughs> Is that right? Yep. Tradition. That's good. That's good. And, and that's what it took. It took the first hit for me. The first hit was the one that kind of woke me up, got me out of it. Out of that nervousness and stuff. That's what yeah. it was. And I, that's what I just needed. I needed that first one, like, just go, okay. <laughs> All right, get your bearings. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> you know? All right. Okay, so uh, last thing before we go, I know we kind of briefly talked about the the, pre, the first preseason game. What's the one thing you're going to be looking for in the starters in that first quarter? And I, obviously, you know, it's you know, more of like a dress rehearsal just to try to get everyone acclimated again, but – What's one thing you will be kind of looking at from offense or defensively just in that first quarter? The first game isn't going to tell me anything. I mean, I, I, I it's basically going to be the, the young guys, you know, and I think we we mostly are looking at the young linebacker core to see what these guys do as far as competition-wise, the offensive line to see what kind of chemistry that they have together. Other than that, I think the rest of the team is basically set to what it was uh, from last year. Yeah. And uh, you're right now trying to have these guys here work on their chemistry and their and that that, that at that at team speed at, at game speed um, to see how well um, you know you kind of put this thing together over over camp. So uh, just I think the linebackers and the, and the offensive line for the most part. I think the receivers have done enough during training camp to put themselves in a position as to what the receiver core is going to look like throughout the year. And the rest of the team is probably set the same way. Uh, it's just to me. I think the defensive, uh, the linebackers and the offensive line are two places where um, the reps are really going to matter for those guys. Yeah, I, for me, it would have to be, you know, the younger guys, like you said, we don't know. Just him playing in, 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 you know, the red and white, you know, with the KC on their hat, just going at it. Noah Gray, Bolton's, Trey Smith, uh, uh, Creed. All these guys, man, we, we want to see what they can do. Uh, I think personally, defensively, I think the defense should be further along than the offense. That's the way I, I feel about it. I think sometimes when you see those guys, if they're ready, if they're kind of locked in, to me, that's that's what I want to kind of see. Um, so I know what, like, offensively, it just takes time, like you said, with timing and whatnot. There's just so much you got to do is learn the you know playbook uh, and whatnot. And guys just being on the same page. Not saying defensively is not like that, but at least I, I want them to be staunch. I want them to be ready. And I want them to come out there and just start firing out on guys. And you see that man from the defensive standpoint, at least for me, um, I'm going to be happy. So that's it. And, and just watching the young guys play play good. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, some of the, the – I'll, I'll say this too, the running backs, right? Yeah. I want to see some of these guys, man, get in there. Jared McKinnon, you know, the Williams. I, I'm going to check these guys out. I'm going to see what they can do. Uh, Hilary ain't gonna get a whole lot of look in out, but these other guys, let me see what you can do. Yeah, yeah, I, I obviously, yeah, same for me. The, the young guys in the old line, uh, the young linebackers, but yeah, they're the running backs that because we have four right now mm-hmm. between Darwin Thompson, Darrell Williams, McKinnon, and, and Hilaire. 
it's those it's the it's Williams, McKinnon, and Darwin Thompson. See which ones last and which ones which because we're probably not going to hold four going into the season. No, no. So one's got to go, and it's, I mean, so I am Darwin Thompson just got back from injury, um, and Darrell Williams just got back from injury as well. So I mean, we'll see what happens with those guys. And then Jerick McKinnon signed a really small deal, so it doesn't doesn't we're not really tied to him. So it's going to be interesting to see what what, what um what comes out the uh, those three. Yeah. Hey, what man? They just tell you, man. Hey, make it hard for them to cut you. Make it hard. Make it a hard decision for them to cut you. You want them guys staying up late at night, like man, oh man, he played so well. Hey, God, what are we gonna do, right? Sure. I mean, it's gonna sound like they made it hard to cut you when they bring you in the room, man. It's a difficult decision, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, we didn't know what we was gonna do. You know? <laughs> Made hard on us. Yeah, some of them guys, yeah, they, yeah. All I mean, right. I, I can see, like, it's, it's, it's got to be hard no matter what. Even if a guy is just, like, you know, one of the first ones to go, you've built a relationship with these guys over, the, you know, the last few months and whatever. So I can understand how hard, how hard it is, especially as a position coach, you know, to, to let them go um, when you, you know, built such a relationship with them. So, but it's the nature of the game. The first round of cuts happen after the first game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start. You start. Yeah, cutting, cutting the fat off. Start trimming it. They they look. They already start evaluating, trimming the fat. They already know. So, you know, it's always that second or third preseason game. It's always going to be tough. So. And there's probably going to be more cuts with the, with the new three, three preseason games. Probably going to be more. It's going to be expedited now. It's going to be kind of a faster process, probably, right? I have to imagine. And second preseason game, boy, is going to woo. Hey, and the thing is, because you start camp with a lot of guys, when you get to that 53 man roster, you're like, man, where did everybody go? You know, just like it just. And you notice it. Yes. Yeah. Man. So, well, we, we wish all the uh, young guys across the league all, all, all the best of luck this weekend. Hopefully, everyone stays injury free, and uh, hopefully, everyone um, makes it hard for the coaches to uh, make a tough decision or make it, you know, make make a coach make a tough decision. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, let me ask this before we go: You expect us to win? Let me ask that. Expectation to win? Do either? I? Yes. I mean, I would hope so. Okay. I think we're I think we're the better team. Okay. All right. I want. I think. Uh, I think the Niners are going to win just based on the fact that uh, with the whole Trey, seeing how Trey Lance looks in a, in a game, and I think he might get because I think uh, what's it? Mac Jones got a lot of playing time tonight, and I think they're going to leave let Trey Lance play a little bit longer. And you know, between Trey Lance or Chad Henney, I think Trey Lance, if you know, if he's got a future in this league, you know, he should be, he should be able to outperform on Chad Henney in this uh, this opener. But preseason, we'll see. All right, guys, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week, and hopefully we have some more stuff to talk about with the uh, what happens in week one and, and obviously looking forward to week two of um, preseason and uh, week three of training camp. So we'll, uh, and if anybody has any concerns for these two guys, please tweet at us at, at concernschief or email us at chiefconcerns at yahoo.com. Guys, we'll see you next week. Peace. All right. Peace, you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.